Nyata, hello. My name is Alison and I pastor a little church in southwest Victoria in Pequorong country, and we're called Sanctuary. Now today I'm looking at the story of Moses and his encounter with the God of ultimate freedom. You'll find it in Exodus chapter 3 verses 1 through 15 and you'll probably know it as the story of the burning bush. At the burning bush, Moses asks God for God's name. God replies, Eyeh, Asher, Eyeh. Now thanks to a long history of translation from Hebrew to Greek to Latin to English, and thanks to the Greek philosophical tradition which has shaped our language and worldview, this is usually translated as, I am who I am. And so we come away with an idea of God as a timeless, unchangeable, ineffable essence as far from the mess of human life as possible. But this idea of a removed, remote, impersonal God is a Greek idea. It's not Hebrew. And the Hebrew phrase is in the future tense. Eyeh, asher eyeh, says God, I will be who and how I choose to be. In other words, I am the God of freedom and I remain free. I am free to respond to your prayer or not. You cannot control me with spells or witchcraft or animal sacrifice or even with good behaviour or your most earnest prayers. But I will listen to your cry and then decide. And when I decide I am free to interact with history and to change it, all is not settled in this world. Fate does not control us. King Hezekiah was slated to die, but he turned his face to the wall and he prayed earnestly. And I changed my mind. And he lived. The city of Nineveh was to be overthrown, but the people turned their lives around and repented. And I changed my mind and did not destroy the city. I am free to make my own decisions and I am open to change. I will be who and how I choose to be. And because God is free and because people are made in God's image, then people are free too. God is free to lead Israel into the land of other peoples. And Israel is free to interpret this as an invitation to treaty, like Abraham, or to genocide, like Joshua. It's not that these choices don't matter. They do. But Israel is free to make these choices and to experience the consequences. And through the incarnation of Jesus Christ, God is free to reject the Joshua tradition and to bring bread and healing to the people of the land. And we are free to accept or reject this interpretation and its consequences. Because we are all free in each and everything that we do. Free to say yes to the voice referendum and to walk into a new future. Free to uphold the status quo and say no. We are free to adopt a posture of fear and we are free to live with confidence. We are free to clutch on to privilege and power, and we are free to give our lives away. 
This brings me to the second part of God's utterance. I will be who and how I choose to be. And if we are made in God's image, and we are, then God is saying that we make the future by our choices. We are free to live however we want, but our choices make a difference. Our choices shape the future. Our choices matter. As God says in Deuteronomy, I set before you the ways of life and death. And because we are free, we can choose either. But, says God, choose life. Choose love. Choose justice. Choose generosity. Choose neighborliness. Choose compassion. Choose creation care. Because I want you and the earth to flourish. We're here at Sanctuary are faced with some big questions. There's voice, or climate, or Sanctuary's future, or more. And as we seek to address such questions, I suggest that we don't try finding the so-called right answers. Let's not waste our time talking about theoretical ideals or delineating perfection. That is what the ancient Greeks would have us do. But we worship an intimate, responsive, changing God who gets involved in the mess of human history and is open to changing the future and who in fact calls us to make the future through our choices. So when it comes to our big questions, let us instead think about the kind of future that we want. For example, when it comes to voice, do we want to be a nation which clings to its dark history? Or do we want to be a nation of truth-tellers, which exorcises its demons and heals its wounds and dances into new ways of being? Do we choose denial and death? Or do we choose repentance, change and respectful relating between first and other peoples? Or when it comes to climate, do we want to be a region which is promised temporary wealth through offshore gas extraction and the fracking of agricultural land? Do we want to risk ever-intensifying floods and droughts and fires and toxic waste? Or do we want to live more simply and more gently with the land and remain a whale nursery, a breadbasket, a cornucopia of life? How we act or refuse to act creates our future. So, which way do we choose? And when it comes to church, do we turn up when there's nothing more pressing and privately access spiritual content at other times? Do we want to be shaped as consumers? Or are we willing to be formed as members of a body together creating a joyful space for communion between diverse people. Can we imagine ourselves as a sign of the kingdom, the garden city, the wedding banquet, the economy of God, a gift to the world? And will we make this future a reality by sharing our gifts and embodying our faith together here and now? Who do you want to be? What world do you want to live in? What kind of church do you want to belong to? What future do you dream of? And which paths lead 
to life. We are free to answer these questions in whatever ways we choose. And we are even free to ignore them because that is a decision too with its own consequences. But however we exercise our freedom, let us always do so in light of the future that we long for. God's will be done. God's love be shown. God's freedom be known. Amen. Now there's always more to read on our website, that's sanctuarybaptist.org. And this week you'll find four questions for a church facing change. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequorong people of the Eastern Ma Nation. It's a land which was taken by force and has never been ceded. This is a week of roller coaster weather, sunny and warm one day, freezing cold blasts the next. And we're still loving the golden wattle which has painted the countryside yellow. The peace of the land, the waterways and skyways be with us all. Amen.